You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Glenn DeGeek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Allison Renborg for Equine Affair, and you are listening to the monthly Equine Affair episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 20th, episode 3043. This episode is brought to you by Equine Affair. Good morning, horse world. It's the third Thursday of the month. That means it's time for the Equine Affair episode, North America's premier equine expo and equestrian gathering. Well, as you all know, Equine Affairs here the third Thursday of every month, and Allison hangs out with me. And on this episode, it's the last episode to air before the event in Massachusetts at the beginning of next month. And today, we're chatting with a bunch of people. Tell us about who we're talking to. Yeah, this is a, a super exciting episode. I, I'm thrilled. We're going to be talking to Danelle Ossinchuk. She is joining us to chat about the challenges of preparing a horse to compete in the versatile horse and rider competition, which is one of our longstanding traditions. We always have that competition on the Friday of each event. And then Elliot Holtzman is going to share about his strategies and tips for practicing and competing in Liberty at the International Liberty Horse Association Freestyle, as well as give us a behind-the-scenes look into his performance in this year's Fantasia. And Heather O'Hara is going to stop by from Neutrina, and they're the sponsors of the VHRC. So tell me, um, what it, if people are planning to go, and obviously, if you're planning to go, I hope you got your hotel, because you, you need to start getting that done. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what else should they be doing if they're planning to go? What are the last-minute things should they be preparing for, other than paying down their credit cards and getting <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could, you could borrow money, I guess. You yeah. could be getting your loans <laughs> ready. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll definitely get your hotels. We have already learned that some hotels are sold out for certain nights. So if there's a particular hotel that you just love to stay at every year, I would go ahead and get your reservations going. Um, we have host hotels that are listed on our website at equineaffair.com and you can get discounts um, and room blocks and that sort of thing. Uh, you just have to mention Equine Affair when you call. So I would really encourage you to do that sooner rather than later because a lot of our room blocks and discounts expire by the end of this month, October. So definitely and do that. Remind everybody the dates and where it's at. Yes. Uh, so if you, if you haven't heard, uh, it's <laughs> November 10th through the 13th at the Eastern States Exposition in beautiful West Springfield, Massachusetts. I would pack a coat and some good boots. It's probably going to be cold. Yeah, that, it's always a, it's always a one. It's always a little warmer or very cold. It's one of the two. <laughs> yes, or um, or raining or snowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's any of those. Be prepared. Pack everything. Pack layers. Because when you get inside the buildings, you're fine. So you definitely need to pack layers there. Is yes. there anything? So they need to obviously buy their tickets for Fantasia because well that, that'll sell out too. So yes, uh, get, yes, get those. I wouldn't wait till the last minute on that. 
No, definitely not. Especially if you want to go Saturday. That's one of the most popular nights, uh, as you can imagine. It usually sells out first and then Friday and then Thursday. But you you don't want to be one of those people that comes up to the info booth um, during the event asking about tickets, especially if you have like a whole group, because it gets harder and harder to get groups of seats together the later it gets too. And next up, we have Elliot Holtzman. Elliot and his wife, Katie, have their own training facility in North Texas, training and competing in reined cow horse, reining, ranch versatility, dressage, liberty, and specialty acts for entertainment. They can be found at versatilehorses.com. Elliot was the winner of the International Liberty Horse Association competition at the 2021 Massachusetts event, and as part of his prize, he's performing in Fantasia this year. Hi, Elliot. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, you are calling us all the way from... Tell us where you're from. I am in Nakona, Texas. We are about an hour north of Fort Worth. That's a long so, way to Massachusetts in November. <laughs> it is, and it's cold up there, too. Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. going to be used to that. <laughs> tell us uh, why you're coming to Massachusetts in November. I competed there last year mm-hmm. in the International Liberty Horse Association's uh, freestyle event they had. And I ended up winning the event. And part of winning that is I got a place in the Fantasia show. Oh, that's cool. So I'm yeah. coming all the way back to Massachusetts the equine affair to perform in Fantasia. Have you ever done a performance like that before? That I have done some entertainment acts, um, and it's been more of like during the freestyle, like I've competed in the freestyle reigning. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing like these entertainment things like that, that's more of my fun thing side thing to do mm-hmm. um and we anytime we do like a, a entertainment act um or like a competition like that we always have the the liberty horses involved so yeah. it just is all around just fun well and, and when you say we is your lovely wife joining you is she going to be in the act she is coming with and she mm-hmm. is going to help out and be in the act as well. Ooh, can, that's can exciting. Can you tell us what the act is? Now you got me curious. <laughs> um, so I, uh, last year, did a Aladdin theme. And so I am Aladdin. And that is part of winning the, the event um, Equine Affair wanted the same act. So I'm going to come as Aladdin and please tell me your horse is riding the carpet and you're flying (laughs) around the arena. Please tell me that. I, I have had thoughts of like how to, you know, make a flying carpet. But what I did is like the saddle pad hangs over the back of the horse and it's like, it's the flying carpet. Oh, it's like start show. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) And then I have a, ho- a horse that's loose at Liberty, and it's uh, basically the genie. So he's in like a solid blue slinky, and he's the genie. 
How about um, how about your wife? Is she Jasmine? She is going to be Jasmine. Oh, yes, you you nailed this and, one. <laughs> and we are adding um, another horse that'll be uh, dressed as the as the tiger. Ooh, that's exciting! <laughs> so, yeah, it'll just all around be be fun. And, and of course, you're going to have that. You're going to have music from there. Yes, yeah. uh, parts off of the Aladdin soundtrack. Yeah, this is really cool. That's going to be popular, I think. I think some some kids in the audience might recognize it and enjoy it. I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the big thing that we try to do is any time we do more of an entertainment performance or entertainment act that we're competing with is we look at like who is in the crowd, who is going to be watching and try to gear it towards what they would like or what they would recognize theme-wise. So, you know, going with the the Aladdin, you know, how, how can you go uh, wrong with doing a Disney theme? <laughs> yeah, because, exactly. you know, everybody from 80 to 2 knows it. So you're, mm-hmm. you're covered, right? Yeah. Yep. So Now tell, tell us a little bit about... Um, how you came up with that act to start with, because you, um, well, we'll, we'll kind of rewind. So you competed in the ILHA competition last year, and there are there are two sections to that competition, right? There's a, a yes. freestyle and then an in hand. Is that accurate? So it's a compulsory pattern, mm-hmm. um, and then the freestyle event. Yeah. So. The compulsory pattern is you, the handler, and you have one horse with you that is loose at liberty, uh, no halter, no anything. And you enter the arena and you perform that pattern. And that pattern, the best way to describe it, it's kind of like a cross between dressage and reining. So... We have where you're getting judged on the movement, the the speed, and then also, like, how round are you on your circles? Are the circles mm-hmm. the same size of each other, and do they mirror each other on either side? Um, you have a, a center line, because they do set cones up, and you're supposed to perform it right in between the cones. So it's very accurate. And there'll be a walk trot um, where the horse is at your shoulder and then also where you're sending it around you in bigger circles, um, changes of direction, stop, backing up, and that's all done where the horse is just free at liberty. Nice. So that's the compulsory, which um, that same competition is happening again this year. And I think the compulsories are on Saturday. And then the freestyle is Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. So tell us a little bit about the freestyle aspect. And then then kind of tell us, how did you come up with your Aladdin theme for that? Okay. Um, the freestyle side of it, um, you first have a time limit. Normally, it's about five minutes. Um, and you have to have your costume... Props, music, so it's good to put a whole theme together. Um, then you're also, and it gets judged on that as long as 
along with um, like the degree of difficulty, you know, how many horses are you using in it? Um, do you ride? Cause you could, you could do the freestyle where you're also riding a horse. Um, people ride bareback, bridleless, have multiple horses at Liberty and you could add in any kind of maneuvers um, like the Spanish walk, getting the horse to lay down, sit up, rares, side passes, you know, lead changes, anything and, and really anything you could do in that amount of time. So it, it just takes like putting together, you know, the theme to start with and then mm-hmm. knowing what maneuvers you have on your horse and, getting those maneuvers, you know, put together in a fun order and where the music kind of, you know, where there's ups in the music, you might be going faster, where the music relaxes is more of a slow thing. So it really all flows together as a performance. Why did you decide to do Aladdin? It was really a last minute decision. Um, (laughs) I was just trying to figure out some kind of like family friendly theme with the costume that would be very easily easily recognized. Um, and I, I don't thought know, you were going to say I look just like him. I'm handsome like he was. <laughs> See, that was the right answer. You should have come out with that. My wife looks just like Jasmine. She has the dark hair. Uh, See, so that was the right answer right there. so yeah i mean i just kind of started going through uh disney disney movies and i'm like oh that one nope that one and then i was like oh well aladdin's easy and then adding a genie and having a magic carpet it just made it it just went together so easy yeah lion king would have been tougher i think uh yeah yeah Well, this is perfect. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. I did it because my wife is as beautiful as Jasmine. Let's uh, let's try that. Uh, yeah, um, my wife is beautiful. Uh, she's got long, dark hair, so she's going to play a amazing Jasmine. There you go. Now you can stay married there for another go. year. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elliot, before we let you go, where can people find you? You, anyone could find us at versatilehorses.com. And is this an entertainment thing, a thing you're going to do in the future, too, if somebody wanted you for their, for their event? Yes. The entertainment side of things is like our fun thing, and we're kind of getting more and more gigs with it. Um, so definitely pursuing any other entertainment gigs for sure. Um, it's It's always fun, and it's different from our normal uh, horse business and training that we do because um, we're mainly into like the reined cow horse uh, reining and, you know, all around ranch horse things. So the entertainment is just a nice, fun, uh, kind of like a fresh breeze uh, from our normal thing. Very good. And it's versatilehorses.com. Thanks, Elliot. 
Versatile Horse and Rider Competition, sponsored by Neutrina, is returning to Equine Affair in Massachusetts this fall. On Friday, November 11th, up to 25 pre-selected horses and riders will compete for $5,500 in cash and other prizes. Buy your tickets for Equine Affair today at equineaffair.com and make plans to join us at the Eastern States Exposition November 10th through the 13th. And next up, we've got Heather O'Hara from Neutrina. Neutrina is the sponsor of this year's Versatile Horse and Rider competition, and we're super excited to have them on the show. Heather has been working for Neutrina for more than 30 years as an equine specialist and professional retail account rep. She is also a former dairy princess and a former rodeo queen mom. Well, Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Heather, I understand that you are truly a veteran of Equine Affair in Massachusetts. Yes, I love Equine Affair. From the very first year that it started, I was there. Um, I wasn't working in the neutrino booth that year. However, I did bring my 4-H club, the Young Riders 4-H club from central New York. We had 30 kids and moms and <laughs> I remember that it was 1998 because my older daughter was three and my I was pregnant with my younger daughter at the time. <laughs> so it was a great time. We loved it. What a glutton for punishment. You have one in the oven, <laughs> you have a little one, and then you bring 30 more. Why not? Let's just <laughs> to a complex that's very large and spread out. That's perfect. So, and I remember we happened to have breakfast one time at the same I had a restaurant that John Lyons was having breakfast and all the kids were starstruck. <laughs> well, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so what is it about, if you were going to, what is it about Equine Affair that makes it different and unique in your mind? Well, the first thing that steps right out is the shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I've spent a lot of money at Equine Fair over the years. And there are some things that you can find at Equine Affair that you can't find in your local, whether it's, you know, your tractor supply or runnings that I work with or, um, or, or a tax shop. Sometimes there are certain things that you can find at Equine Affair that are what you need, whether you're competing with your horses in the ring. I mean, with my daughters, we showed on the Appaloosa circuit. We did English and Western in Jumcana. We switched to rodeo. So I needed a wide variety of both tack and equipment for us as riders. And um, Equine Affair was a great place to find all that stuff. Speaking of your daughters, weren't they both rodeo queens? Yes. <laughs> my, my younger daughter, Callie, first was Miss High School Rodeo New York and uh, traveled and competed in the national uh, pageant in Wyoming. And then my older daughter, Lauren, was Miss Rodeo New York in 2016. Well, well and so I bet you there was no giggling in your house growing uh, when they were growing up. None at all. <laughs> it wasn't a loud I mean, house we, at all. <laughs> we had lots of fun. We were always out in the barn doing chores or riding. So. <laughs> That's very cool. Are they still involved in horses, or are they in college and away from that? So my older daughter is in her fourth year of veterinary school. Oh, wow. And she is in Minneapolis and currently leasing uh, or half lease on a uh, 
jumper mare and recently went to her first jumper show. Wow. And my younger daughter recently started teaching at a school that has added an agriculture program. So this year she's teaching, um, in addition to high school biology, she's also teaching horticulture and small animal care. Very cool. Well, that's neat. You must be proud. I am. You must be. (laughs) Is is your older daughter going to be a large animal veterinarian? That was the original plan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> However, no. Now her, her, uh, her interest has switched. She's currently planning to be a canine neurosurgeon. Jeez. What? Okay, there's a specialty. <laughs> <laughs> but she would always like to have a barn full of horses at home. Um, yeah. So she thought that if she was working on horses all day, she wouldn't necessarily want to play with her horses at home at night. So you know, it's, if yeah. working on dogs, then we've, she might want to. We've done some special episodes recently on the network about the lack of uh, equine vets. And so I had hoped that there was going to be another one, but now no, she's going to operate on dogs' heads. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and spines. <laughs> we're, we actually were having you on to talk about Neutrina, but your life is so fascinating that we yes. haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> She so, is fascinating. You know, it's kind of funny. We talk about my daughters and uh, their experience in high school rodeo, and I had grown up mostly showing English and had developed my interest in Western pleasure after college, and so then did the all-arounds in the Appaloosa circuit. However, after both of my daughters graduated from high school rodeo, I had these two really nice barrel racing horses at home, and I decided to start barrel racing. So I currently have two horses that I compete with. I still have my old Appaloosa. I do... Uh, Western Pleasure, and I go to some hunter shows, and I do a little bit of dressage and eventing with him. And then I have a new young horse that I barrel race with. You know, our our motto here at the Horse Radio Network is uniting the horse world one show at a time. You're uniting the horse world yourself because you compete in, <laughs> in so many vari- such a variety of things. So let's talk about Neutrina. You guys are going to be the sponsor, uh, one of the sponsors, but you're you're the sponsor. What do they sponsor of again? <laughs> the vers- the versatile horse and rider competition. I, I, I always want to which, say that wrong. Yeah. So, which which I, Heather? I kind of think Heather should compete in it now. <laughs> sounding, right. I mean, like, geez, but yes. <laughs> That's one thing I haven't done. Maybe that'll be my next. Yeah. <laughs> Next arena, I should try. <laughs> so, if yeah. You were, if you were to give kind of the Reader's Digest on Neutrina to people who haven't tried it before or haven't looked at it before, what would you tell them? Because there's a lot of that type of product out there, right? So, what would yes. you tell them? Why should they look at Neutrina? Well, so every feed company makes uh, an economy feed, a midline feed, premium, and now we have super premium feeds. And one thing that I believe sets Neutrina apart is that as a company, we have always put the majority of our dollars into research and the science that is in the products. So that's a little bit different. Some of our competitors put more of their marketing dollars or their dark budget into marketing. Um, We haven't done as much of that because we have so many of our dollars going into the developing the technology that's in our products. For instance, um, amino acid balancing. So as a horse is utilizing protein, the amount of protein that they can use out of their feed is only as good as the blend of amino acids that are there. So we actually put Mm -hmm. supplemental amino acids in the feed so that they utilize their protein more efficiently. So it's not just about quantity, it's more about quality. That's one, for instance. 
Another one would be prebiotics and probiotics. So if, if you think about on TV, you see commercials for us as humans to eat Activia yogurt or Danactive because mm-hmm. it's good for our digestive tract. Well, same thing with horses. And it's actually more important for horses because of the amount of fiber in their diet. If normally 80% of their diet should be forage from whether it's hay or grass out in the pasture. And that's a lot of fiber to digest. So the horse has a fermentation vat in their hindgut of their digestive tract. And so the prebiotic is like food for the probiotics. And you want to keep those probiotics real healthy because those are the good bugs that actually digest the fiber and the forage. So um, we include uh, good prebiotics and probiotics in our feeds. And that is from research that we have done. And, And that's true of our premium horse feeds. It's also, we put it in our dog food, our chicken feeds, our deer feed. So it's actually something that we really believe in because it just helps them get that much more nutrition out of their whole diet in addition to the feed uh, that we provide. You've got to have a healthy gut to have a healthy horse, right? Exactly. Yes. That's that's the cool stuff. You got all those bugs in there. The horse has such a cool microbiome in there. And there's just, I get kind of geeky about intestinal health with horses because there's so much cool stuff going on in there. <laughs> so... So why should they visit you at the booth, and where's your booth going to be this time? Yes. So for the last 20-some years, um, we have been in the same location. However, this year, we are moving to the Young Building. So as you walk in the main entrance of the Young Building, you will see us straight ahead. And we will have feed there so um, you can talk with nutritionists like myself. You can look at the feeds to see what they look like. We will have um, brochures that you can pick up for information to take with you. And then we will also be handing out this really cool little card. It is about Neutrina's rewards program called Plaid Perks. So with the Neutrina Plaid Perks program, normally you would take a photo of your receipt, upload your receipt to the Plaid Perks website and get 10 points for every dollar that you spend on Neutrina products. And then you can redeem those points for either coupons for discounts on Neutrina feed or for cool prizes that have the Neutrina green plaid on them. What we are going to have in the Neutrina booth is you can stop by and pick up this cool green postcard. On the postcard, there will be a code that will automatically give you 2,500 points, which is what you need to redeem to get a $10 off coupon. So stop in the Neutrina booth, grab that postcard, redeem those points, and get a coupon for $10 off on any Neutrina fee. Very good. And what building was it again? The Young Building. You're invited to join us in West Springfield, Massachusetts at the Eastern States Exposition on November 10th through the 13th for Equine Affair. Elevate your equestrian experience by attending four days of educational horse clinics, sessions, and demonstrations. Enjoy networking with fellow horse lovers, shopping the largest horse-related trade show in the East, participating in the immersive horse activities, watching exciting competitions, and more. And shopping, 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 shopping. Mm -hmm. Tickets are on sale now at equineaffair.com.
Danelle Ossinchuk and Slip Me a Dual Pep, aka Magic, have competed in the Equine Affair Versatile Horse and Rider competition eight times. They've won twice and come in reserve twice, and they're competing in this fall's competition too. Danelle and Magic have done a whole lot together, including stock horse competitions, versatility competitions, and extreme cowboy racing. And most exciting of all, at least to me, is Magic is a senior. Magic is a 22-year-old American quarter horse gelding. Hi, Danelle. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Is Magic with you? Can he, like, Winnie into the phone? <laughs> Hey, we we moved we moved a little bit so that we have a bit better connection. So that was the original plan, but he can't he can't quite right now. Well, then everybody's just going to have to go to Equine Affair if they want the Winnie. That's just yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to ask because I have a little bit of a crush on your horse, which I think you know that. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about Mister Magic. So his his registered name is Slip Me a Dual Pep, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's a, he has that name because he's a grandson to a horse called Dual Pep. Awesome. Um, and he's been my horse for 10 years now. Um, I acquired him from another amateur rider. And I originally got him for wanting to learn the cow horse mm-hmm. and reining events. I was kind of transitioning over from only having, having written English and wanted to learn more of that. So that's what he was originally trained and bred to do. So we first started out doing those events and riding with professionals who could help me in those events. And and he was well-versed in those. So that was definitely a good good horse to have for it. Um, And as he started to get older, I sort of started to see that, you know, we weren't going to be able to do that forever together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably learned about the Versatile Horse and Rider competition in 2012, 2013. And we had gone to watch it. And I thought, I thought, wow, you know, that really looks like a lot of fun to have a horse willing to work with you kind of on anything and through any maneuver. And that was when I started to think I wanted to switch a little bit with him and do some of that. So we sort of have gone into working on all that since then. Yeah. And I, I want to interrupt you there um, just in case our audience isn't familiar with the versatile horse and rider competition, because you are and, and I am, um, but maybe not everyone has seen it. So it's this really awesome um, competition that we host at Equine Affair every year, twice a year, once in Ohio and once in Mass. And basically, uh, each horse and rider has to go through a, an obstacle course. Um, they're judged at each obstacle. And it's it tests your horsemanship. It tests your horse's sort of handiness. Um, can you add any more to that, Danelle? What, what's, you've ridden in it eight times. So how would you describe it to the audience? Um, yeah, I would say it, it's, a, it's a timed obstacle horse. Um, and, and also along with navigating through the obstacles, it tests the horse's ability to, to work willingly, Mm -hmm. um, in that environment and also the rider's horsemanship skills, Mm -hmm. um, because it does, 
include obstacles and maneuvers, I would say, from across many different disciplines. What are some of your, since you've ridden in it eight times and you're you're going to ride in it again this fall, so it'll be your ninth ride, what are some of your favorite obstacles from the past? Just to give us some examples of what kinds of things you guys are going to have to tackle. Um, well, there'll be <clears throat> every year that I've ridden in it, I'd say there's always jumping. Um, there's always some type of obstacle to back through. Mm-hmm. There's always... Um, obstacles to drag. There's lead change obstacles. Uh, there's obstacles to go over. So there's a whole, a whole mix of them. And I guess I really like being able to incorporate everything I've learned across the different disciplines and sort of use all of it to be able to navigate through it. Absolutely, because you you mentioned that magic was bred for raining and rained cow horse, and that's you started out doing some of that with him, and so lead changes obviously huge. Um, we we haven't had any cattle in the VHRC. Maybe that's a suggestion I should make. <laughs> yeah. That might be hard though. <laughs> right, Some a little bit harder. Fencing and <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and so. Um, yeah. Kind of back to magic. So, um, he was your kind of your first Western, well, not your first Western horse, but you were switching disciplines. You wanted to get into the Western side of things, like you said. And then you, you got into the versatility. What, um, what are some of those skills that you have, uh, carried over from the English side that have helped you guys do so well in the VHRC in the past? The jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, some of the dressage movements, like being able to work a horse on a diagonal, uh, side passing. Those are the big ones, I think, that can come to mind from, from the English side of riding. The way that the horses can be ridden for the different obstacles, whether it's reining or, uh, an English obstacle is, is really the same. The tack is different. Mm-hmm. But the, the horsemanship and the overall goal of being able to have the horse do it smoothly and with ease and having it look like the rider isn't really doing anything is the same. Yeah. And that's the, the other fun thing, something that I really enjoy when I'm watching it each year is that people can ride in whatever tack they want. So you, you're in Western tack, but of course we've, we've seen people in, in dressage saddles. We've seen people in English saddles. I don't okay. remember seeing any endurance saddles, but that's a nice little saddle to have. But, uh, yeah. you know, people, We've had uh, fjord horses, we've had Frisians, we've had the good old quarter horse, which is what magic is. So, Danelle, something I touched on in your intro is that magic is, he's 22 this year, right? He is, yep. Yeah. So, how do you keep yeah. him in such good shape? Because, you know, he's getting to be, he's getting to be up there. Yeah, yeah. He's unfortunately not getting younger like the rest of us, but um, I think... The biggest thing is keeping him in regular, consistent work, Mm -hmm. Uh, keeping him on a really good feed program and, you know, I think consistent repetition with a variety of 
different kinds of work helps him. You know, he's not just in the arena. He goes out around fields and up and down hills and over obstacles and on a regular basis daily rather than just for a long amount of time a few times a week. Yeah. And your children are, are starting to ride him now, aren't they? They are, yep. Yeah, I have children. <laughs> and what does, what does he think of that? <laughs> um, you know, he switches gears really well. Like, he'll he'll wear the hat he needs for me and, and still go out and compete. And then he seems to really enjoy it when they ride him. And they're just working on basic riding and learning how to ride. So he's happy to carry them around and let them learn that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us about, about my um, <clears throat> favorite VHRC horse. I didn't say that, <laughs> but <laughs> thanks for joining thank us to know. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'll be sure to let him know. Yes, please do give him a pat for us. <laughs> okay. All right. I will. At Equine Affair, join us for the International Liberty Horse Association Freestyle Competition sponsored by Espana Silk. This exciting competition showcases select Liberty trainers and horses and a variety of breeds and backgrounds. Admission is included with your general admission ticket to Equine Affair, so make sure to check out this two-part competition on Saturday the 12th or Sunday the 13th. All right. We're we're running to the end of the, the last episode before the big event. So where do they go to buy tickets again? They can go to equineaffair.com. Just go to equineaffair.com. But if you want to go to Fantasia, make sure you get your Fantasia tickets for the evening as well. And, of course, you can find all the past episodes of the Equine Affair episode once a month here on Horses in the Morning. Just go to horsesinthemorning.com, scroll down to the middle of the page, and click on the Equine Affair banner. And that will bring you to all the past episodes that we have had there. And uh, you can find all of the other shows in the Horse Radio Network. We have about 20 of them, soon to be almost 40. And you can do that by going to horseradionetwork.com. Allison, good luck. <laughs> good Thank luck you. to the show. I know you're <laughs> stressing a little now, but it, it'll get better. And then when the show gets here, you can take a deep breath after it's over. And I'm just going to drink a lot of espresso between now and then, so I'll be fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 25 coffees a day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Allison. Appreciate it. Thank (laughs) you. We'll see everybody at Equine Affair. 